All right, very good. But it's certainly good to see everyone to be here, and we want to say uh, hello from New Testament Baptist Church in Huntsville, Alabama. It is a blessing to be here today, and what the Lord has laid on my heart today is the subject of faith. Faith, our faith, and what it is. What faith is, I'll set this right here. And I want to start out by reading a couple of passages and then get into the body of the message this morning. In Hebrews 11 and 1, if you'll turn there, Hebrews 11 and 1, I'm not going to read the, the entire chapter, but it, it is a chapter about faith, the power of faith. And we're going to look at the source of our faith. And a lot of people say, well, Job had faith. No one ever had more faith than Job. But if we've studied Job, I've looked at it and studied that passage years ago, and Job didn't start out with a lot of faith. But he, he was given faith. And we're going to look at faith because faith is a given thing. It's something that we acquire by God's power and grace. But it says here in verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And then in, as the scripture or this uh, uh, chapter goes on, it gives examples of faith. And a lot of people would read this and may say, well, look at all these people, how wonderful they had faith, and therefore God visited them. Well, where does faith come from? We're going to look at that in a minute as we get into our lesson. But it says faith... What is it? Substance of things hoped for and things not seen. Now, we're all here today, and we can see each other. We can hear each other. Uh, I took a shower this morning, so nobody can smell me, hopefully. Uh, but faith is something you can see and witness tangible in the physical sense. But I know no one here has seen God literally in the physical sense. Our disciples saw Jesus Christ as a man. They saw the miracles. We're going to read a passage on that in a minute regarding Thomas, doubting Thomas, as they called him. But faith is believing in something as if it's as real as something you can see or touch or hear, yet you've never seen it. Our faith in God is that. But is it because of what we've done? Is it because we're just better than other people? Well, you've got people over here that have enough faith, therefore they're, they're God's people and, and followers because apart from God, they just had faith. They were a better cut of people. Well, no, that's not the case, and we're going to look at that. Faith is believing in something even though we can't see it or hear it in the physical sense. It says, by it the elders obtained a good report. And I looked up that word in the Greek, and that word report means to believe in something by divine inspiration. I was surprised. By divine inspiration. It's something that is given. You don't believe it just because you're 
genetically or, or educationally better, but because God has revealed it to you. Open your eyes to see it. And then, by, uh, then through faith, we do understand that everything around us, us, the world, our salvation, was framed by the Word of God or by God Himself. And the Word of God is His message to us and how, how God has explained to us the things that we know about God. The Word, but as, as I'll point out in a minute, more than just the tangible Word, but, but the Word is what God has given us to understand His revealed will. Now, you have the revealed will of God and the unrevealed will of God. The revealed will of God is what we have here in the Scripture and what the Spirit guides us or opens our eyes to see. And we'll look at that some more in a minute. But faith is the substance of things hoped for. That is, our belief in something. And just as much as if you could see it. And that's our faith in God. Our faith in God is not based on sight. It's not based on anything tangible or what we've done or on our works, or on our ability, but on what God has given us. Now, Romans 10, 17. Turn to Romans 10, please. Romans 10, 17. As I was mentioning the Word of God, that is what, how God has chosen to reveal things to us through his word it says so so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God verse 17 now I've, I've learned in my later years in, in studying the scripture to always read the scripture in context it really helps you to see what he's saying now this verse to me is very plain but but to explain it you have to read some scriptures before. And I'm going to go all the way back to verse, uh, 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 let's see, I'm going to go all the way back to verse uh, 12 and start reading from there. And it says in Romans 10 and 12, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, I'll stop there for a second because there's a lot of people that will make an entire message on that and say that unless you call on the Lord, you're not going to be saved. And they leave it at that. And they take God out of it. And they don't give God any credit. It's up to you of your own free will. But you have to read it in context. Amen. You have to move on. Verse 14, it says, and it asks a question, but it's, it's making a statement, really. How then shall they call on him whom they've not believed? How shall they believe on him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So how are you going to fulfill verse 13? Of your own free will? Well, no. You're not going to do it of your own free will. You've got to have a preacher. You've got to have someone sent. Then I want to get into verse uh, uh, 15. It says, How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they've not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So we kind of backed up and, and read down back into verse 17. What I really want to concentrate on is in verse 15, 
except they be sent. Except they be sent. Who does the sending? Do we do the sending? Do we make the decision? Well, let's read the scripture and see. Because, like I said, an entire message can be made that it's up to us. But I want to go back and look at, uh, uh, well, I tell you what, just real quickly, Romans 3.11. Because people say you have a choice in the matter. But what does Romans 3.11 say? And I've heard this on television. I've heard people say this, it, you know, that I know in, in workplaces and whatever. But uh, it says in chapter 3, verse 11, There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. Well, who are the none? Well, no one of their own nature. Right. I believe God gives us a nature. Mm-hmm. He gives us the will, the desire. But... It is 100% God. It is His Spirit. I want to go to Acts 13. Acts chapter 13. Because this was something that took place after God's church had been established. Mm -hmm. And it was something very important. In verse uh, verse 1 of Acts 13... Now there was in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas, Simon that was called Niger, and Lucas of Cyan and Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereinto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they being sent, and that's that word sent again, uh, by the Holy Spirit departed to Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had also John to minister. Now he says, being sent by the Holy Spirit, God. He's one of the triune Godhead. It's God. God sent him. Church authority, I believe you mentioned that this morning, church authority, the the authority of the church, very important. The God had sent them out to minister unto others, and they did, and and very important. So when people go back in, in Romans 10, and they try to make an entire passage out of verse 13, then what I tell them is, read on. Just read on, read on the whole thing because we're talking about the power of God, not free will, not your will, not choice. God sent those to preach and it's the preaching and, and the teaching that, 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 that God or the Holy Spirit has sent that will reveal these things unto you and those whom God has opened their eyes. And I'm going to look at some more scripture on that in a minute, but if you will now... Let's go down to Acts 26. And Acts 26. And I'm just going to read part of it. You read it this morning. Uh, uh, And I, I know verse 20, let's see, verse 16. I want to read that part. Acts 26, verse 16. Now this is after uh, this is this is Paul recalling his experience when the Lord had struck him down on the road to Damascus. 
Now, he, he wasn't seeking Jesus. Saul was seeking to destroy the church. That was the endemic nature of man. And it's in all of us, so none of us are going to make a choice for God. None of us. But he was struck down, and, and, and Jesus said to him, But rise and stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness of both these things which thou hast seen, and of those things which I will appear unto you, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send you, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins, that is, that they may be brought out of darkness, because I believe when he shed his blood, that's when he redeemed us. But, but here he's talking to, to bring them out of darkness, that is, of ignorance, and that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So he was sent. Paul was sent. But we're talking just in no time at all, he went from on the road to destroy the church to walking and, and serving Jesus Christ. That's the power of God, 100%. Amen. Absolutely. So he had to... Uh, he, he was led blind. He was baptized by Ananias at Damascus. And it said very quickly he began to speak. I don't know how very quickly long that is. If it was me, it would have taken 30 years. Okay, that's how slow I am. But, but God has a different timeline for everybody. So for him, it was quickly. But God had taken him, 100% God's choice. He had taken uh, and, and brought him into a place where he would now go unto the Gentiles to spread the word of God, which he did. He had no choice, brothers and sisters. He had to do what God led him to do. Irresistible grace, absolutely. And, and I believe that. Uh, if we look at that, then we, we can see the power of God at work and not the power of man's individual choices here. So now I want to go to John 20. Turn there if you will. John chapter 20 and verse 25. <clears throat> this, is, this is the account after Jesus had risen of Thomas. Now Jesus had appeared before 10 of the 11 disciples in the midst of them, they thinking that he had died. You got to put yourself in their place. They, they didn't have the, the foreknowledge, these disciples, that Christ was going to rise again. I know he had talked about it, but, but they were like, well, he died. We saw him die on the cross. He's dead. Now, what are we going to do? And they're at a house together, all but Thomas, meeting, and Jesus stood in the midst of them. Then they told Thomas, and Thomas said, and the other disciples therefore, in verse 25, said to him, We've seen the Lord. But he said to them, Except I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my fingers into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Well, that's, is that faith? Well, no. Faith, again, is believing in something you haven't seen. And I believe none of them would have believed. Okay, it's not just Thomas. But this is all done for our admonition that we might learn what faith is. This was preordained by God to happen, just as it did. 
so we can understand the difference between faith and seeing. After eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, and it's interesting because you know, Thomas didn't walk up to him. He said to Thomas, Jesus already knew all this had gone on. And he said, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hands, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said, My Lord and my God. Now he believed. Mm -hmm. But here's what Jesus said. He said to him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. And that's going to be, well, us here. We've never, we weren't there at the time of Jesus in the physical sense. But we believe him. We, we trust in him. Why is that? Well, I believe it's because of the work of God, 100%. Now, I want us to go from there to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians 4. And verse 1. Because what we have, and I, I believe our physical lives too, but, but in our discussion of spiritual lives, there's so many people that believe it's uh, something you can just go out and find, and, and as long as you're doing the best you can, well, you're good to go. But, but let's see what the Lord says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. It says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry... As we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. What would be a hidden thing of dishonesty? Or any of your old ways and teaching? When Paul was struck down, he gave up being a Pharisee. Well, he didn't give it up. God took it from him and gave him truth. Irresistible grace. We've renounced those things, hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation, the revealing of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And that's true. Those whom God will not lead to him, they are lost, and they will remain lost until the time God reveals himself to them, or the Spirit works on them. In verse 4, Whom the God of this world, that's Satan, has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves. That is, we don't preach our works, our validity, our education. Look what I did, because look, Paul could have preached. I'm a Pharisee. They had more tangible, when I talk about tangible, I mean education-wise wide, uh, knowledge of the Lord than anyone. But that was nothing. That's right. So Christ Jesus the Lord, ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God commanded it. When Jesus Christ struck Paul down, they said there was a light around about him physically that some of the servants walking with him could see. But what this light is, is a light of God's knowledge, God's faith. It's the Holy Spirit 
that walks in us. Just like we read back in Acts 13, the Holy Spirit instructed that church. You take Barnabas and others and you go unto these other churches and you talk to them and you bring the word. In those days, you know, the, the church was new and it was growing, you know, by leaps and bounds and, and there was no Bible or anything of that sort. So they, they were going out and, and, and spreading the word as the Spirit moved them. Well, here it says, God shine out of darkness into our hearts, not our physical hearts, but in our understanding, our spiritual hearts, our mind to understand the things of Jesus Christ and the face of Jesus Christ. So what did Jesus Christ say over in John 14? I will give you the Spirit. I will pray the Father. I will give you the Spirit. And He will bring to remembrance all things that I've instructed you. He will not speak of Himself, but He'll speak of me. The Holy Spirit will never lead us unto a lie, never lead us unto false teachings. We say there's a lot of false teachings in the world. Well, that's on man. That, that's man because by our nature, we are false. Look what Paul was a Pharisee. He walked in darkness until that light of God and, and that truth was revealed to him and the knowledge of God was given to him. And, and he had no choice, folks. He, he, he did what God uh, told him to do. I mean, he immediately rose up. Three days later, he's baptized, and very shortly he was teaching in the churches. Uh, and then he, he, he became public enemy number one to the Pharisees, and, and they sought him out. Now let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and verse 4. Now, Paul often does this, and, and he does this for a reason. Uh, he, he, I don't think Paul hated himself. You know, I don't think he had mental illness or anything like that. But he often put himself, what it sounds like he put himself down. But, but what he said is, here, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. He said, what I'm telling you, Everything I'm speaking is the Spirit speaking through me. It's in the power of God and the Spirit. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So when I speak, when, when, when men of God and, and, and servants of God are led to speak, and they bring to remembrance those things that Jesus Christ wrote, and understanding of God's Word, that's the power of God, not us. Howbeit we speak the wisdom among them that are perfect. And that word perfect means complete, not, not perfect in the flesh, certainly. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the prince of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. I mean, before we existed, he had chosen this, and who would follow him and serve him. And he... He chose when this wisdom. You may ask, well, why did he let Paul go so long before he struck him down on the road to Damascus? He had a reason. Paul was speaking these words. We don't understand the whole reason, but one thing I can see in a lot of what Paul writes, that God is inspiring Paul and, and giving him these things to write, is that Paul would very often reflect back on the waste of his 
life as a Pharisee so that we can see the darkness and appreciate the light because we see the darkness. Here was a man that walked in darkness, even though he thought he was a great servant of God as a Pharisee, but now he's walking in true light. And so you could see that difference. So, so when God brought him forth and, and established him in wisdom, it was ordained before the world. God had it all planned. God isn't walking alone and saying, all right, let's see who we got here. Mm, I think he'll work. I'll pick him. No, he had this all planned before the foundation of the world. And then in verse 8, which none of the princes of the world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that loved him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit search all things, yea, the deep things of God. So how do we come to our wisdom and understanding? The Spirit, and going back to uh, 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 Romans chapter 10, the Spirit sends out speakers, preachers, teachers, whoever, that they may go out and spread the word. But it starts with the Spirit. He's the sender. He's the one that starts it all. It starts with God. It ends with God, and we're, we're brought along as he sees fit. Now, I want us to read a couple of more scriptures, and then we'll close in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, and I love chapter 1. This is, talks a lot about election predestination. talks about sovereignty. And in verse 17, it says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That we might, in other words, that the spirit may give us the knowledge of Jesus Christ and his word. Everything we teach is based on the teachings of Jesus. Right. When, when Paul was inspired of God to write the Pauline epistles and the letters, and John, Peter... It's all based on what Christ said. It is based on those words, but they were guided by the Holy Spirit. They came to see it. Why are there so many denominations in the world today teaching Christianity? There's so many denominations. But I, I don't believe God is fickled. I don't believe God is all over the place. I believe God has one truth, and He guides us in that truth with His Holy Spirit and brings us to an understanding we can't give ourselves any credit, but the Lord is working with us. He says in verse 18 that our eyes of our understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So he opens us, gives us an appreciation, an understanding. And then we'll close with this a uh, couple of chapters over in chapter 3. Verse 16. Verse 16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge, or passeth knowledge, 
that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And that power that worketh in us is the Holy Spirit, the origin of all things we have in our faith and understanding. Thank you and I appreciate you. Thank you.